The Dudecast is brought to you by NHS Employers in partnership with the NHS Leadership Academy. Hello, it's Paul Taylor. It's Karen Dumain. Welcome to the Dudecast, and this month we're focusing on systems thinking. And we've been here in Manchester um, having a day focusing on systems thinking because this is one of our DoOD priorities over the last year. And our OD community have said it's something they really want to spend more time and energy thinking and working on. Systems thinking helps you see the kind of the dots, I suppose, connect up the dots between different elements and how they fit together into some kind of integrated kind of way of approaching organisational work. Looking at things through a systems lens, we might come up with some different solutions that might be more effective than the current ones. And I think in order to do that, we need to hear different voices. Working across systems is that each part of the system has its own lexicon, its own style, its own accepted ways of doing things. So to work in a system thinking way is about bringing a concophony of those things together and almost trying to create um, a new one. We're here in Manchester where our OD practitioners face particular challenges around devolution. We spoke to Helen Parker and some of her OD colleagues working in Manchester to find out more about the system and what OD looks like up here. Hi, is it for Parker? We're going to Piccadilly Place and um, we're ha- about to go into a meeting on um, the OD programme. Uh, it's called the One Team OD Workshop and um, it's a group of OD leads from across Manchester that are looking at developing the um, organisational development plan that will run alongside the Living, Longer, Living Better programme of work. What we're trying to do is develop a more detailed OD plan to support the implementation of the One Team vision. The One Team vision underpins what we're trying to do across Manchester um, and particularly the integration of health and social care. We've had some high level plans in place. I think it's recognition now we need to put more detail into those. So the focus today is pretty much going to be around the OD readiness assessment framework we've pulled together and our initial testings of those. I am Shamila Carr, Head of HR and OD for the three Manchester CCGs. Um, and this has I been kind of, you know, a, a year in the making in terms of, you know, getting ready for the 1st of April. Uh, so where we are with devolution is we have a um, health and social care um, devolved budget for uh, Greater Manchester and that includes all our kind of health organisations plus um, social care. The idea is that we will work in partnership with kind of the 37 organisations across Greater Manchester um, in kind of delivering the um, GM strategy which is called Taking Charge. I don't want to overcomplicate it but there is something... Some of the challenges rely on the level of knowledge and awareness staff have of um, Devolution Manchester both in terms of actually what does it mean, what's what's it going to, um, how is it going to change the way we deliver services but, uh, but and then also what are the implications on, on our trust, on our patients, on us as individual members of staff. Ask is what our uh, workforce element I think from an OD perspective, like? 
Um, the, the cultural differences are, is, are, are vast, and even if you look at you know the three CCGs across Manchester, we you know they work differently, and I work across all three and trying to kind of bring three CCGs together. And there's a lot of common working. Don't get me wrong. There's you know there's a lot of consensus, but culturally there are a lot of differences. And then you bring the provider organisations into the mix, where historically they you know they have been set up to compete. And now we're talking about, you know, systems leadership. We're talking about collaborative way of working. Um, it's very different. It is a very different way of working. If you looked at the principles that underpin um, Devolution Manchester and the whole um, transformation of health and social care across Manchester, that most people would say, great idea, because there's a lot of evidence to suggest that actually trusts competing with one another isn't necessarily creating the best um, for patients. Um, nor for staff for that matter. But then my belief is people can do that to a certain level where they can remove themselves from the change. But as soon as they start to recognise or understand where the change may affect them, doesn't matter who you are, what position you are, what role you're in, you suddenly may be still saying those things, but actually, consciously or unconsciously, you might actually behave in a different way. I do think we need to come to a consensus around kind of you know uh, behaviours and values, um, and you know, and there needs to be a common understanding of you know what's acceptable and what's not. And you know, so for example, you know, if we're going to work in a collaborative way, what are the skills, competencies, and and behaviours and values that you need in order to do that? So I don't think we're asking people to kind of you know um, turn into these you know monolithic organisations. Um, and we want people to be creative and innovative about how you know we can do things differently. And I think sometimes you have to um, give people the space to allow that to happen. And to me, that is a that is a massive cultural shift. If you're trying to engage people in a significant change like that, you need to first of all build a really good understanding and awareness of what are the issues, what are the implications of Devolution Manchester and what and actually what's the, the vision, what are we going to achieve as a consequence. One of the principles of systems thinking is to create environments where people are continuously reflecting and being reflexive in the way that they communicate and behave. Our thanks to Helen Parker and Shamila Carr for sharing the OD challenges they and their colleagues are facing here in Manchester. Nice to see you all. Thank you so much for coming. I feel like I should say, hello Manchester. <laughs> so, hello Manchester. As our event got underway, facing up to the current challenges in the NHS and how system thinking can help OD practitioners was very much on the minds of our speakers. I think in the current climate, you know, financial austerity, um, people living longer, increased technology, different demands from the public, we have to do things differently. I'm Anne Benson, I'm a Principal Consultant and Researcher at the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations. I think looking at things through a systems lens, we might come up with some different, different solutions. It's about thinking about a system as being something that is living, um, that has a boundary, that has a purpose, uh, that things happen within it through connections with people that sometimes it is often it's often unpredictable it's often difficult to control um, it's often 
sits uh, in contrast to thinking about a kind of mechanistic way of thinking about things that we can actually predict and work in a linear way that if I do A, B will happen, then C. If we're thinking in a systems way, then we might look for what are the connections that are happening. We can't necessarily predict or have complete control that if I tell people to do something, then they um, may or may not do it. So human, it's ve they're very human, organic living systems. Way of knowing that we're going to be working with a lot today is experiential knowing. So for some of you, you will love that, um, and it will be very much a way in which you enjoy working. For some, it might be not necessarily your preferred way of working. I think one, one of the dilemmas is that when people are anxious or uncertain or threatened or just don't know what's going on, that we then want to, we're pulled to certainty. So we're pulled towards a way of approaching things um, where we have some kind of idea that we can control things but we can't so it's, it creates a real paradox and a real dilemma that just at the points at which we might need to be allowing ourselves to be a bit comfortable with uncertainty okay to just travel forward not quite knowing what's happening and wait to see what happens and learn a lot we get pulled into wanting certainty which doesn't work <laughs> One of the things to be doing today is noticing. Noticing what's happening to you, noticing your emotional response to things, and how that then might impact on what you actually do. Diversity so, is critically so important to systems thinking because you need some different ideas, you need some different ways of doing things. So there's something about just not having the same conversations with the same people. We can't just continue to work in the hospital or in our community mental health team. We need to make maximum use of resources, which means looking at communities, looking at what the third sector is doing, all of those sorts of things. You'll have an opportunity to find a group. My name is Corinne Archer. I am um, the head of operations and one of the consultants at the Tavistock Institute. Being able to think about a whole system at any time is useful because um, things don't just happen in one place and when you think about the NHS it is a huge massive um, system and I would say the importance of developing systems thinking is it helps to think across the organisation as the whole to think about the tentacles of the organisation and to hold in mind all the di disparate elements of the organisation um, and people because there's a huge number of people in the NHS and move, hope, hopefully move them in one direction to a common goal so that they're all working towards the same task. Right, so there is a little bit of theory. Um, hopefully there's something that's a bit practical towards the end. I'm um, David Harris, Director of People and Organisational Development at uh, Cheshire and Wirral Partnership. Um, aims for this session is to describe um, the development of CWP's triangles of alignment model. Um, the more we're using this model, the more it appears to be working. So, um Why I particularly like um, the shape of a triangle is that it, it demonstrates that there's more than a two-way relationship, and I, that is the basis of complexity. You know, um, the influence is more than just between two parties, and it's two-way. And I think the other thing around that, in terms of a triangle, is helping you to recognise that if you pull on one corner, that pulls the other two as well, and the shape becomes something different. So. Um,
um, the first triangle within our triangle of alignment model is is around delivery so um, you have a, a demand aspect to it the standards of delivery is the other dimension and then the third dimension is the capability that you need to deliver against those standards and that level of demand so if the standard goes up or the the demand changes what do you do with the capability what are the implications for the capability so it's just about using that and a series of subsets of triangles to understand how you can make sense of that mess to continue to deliver and I think in terms of systems theory and how you ground it within an organization it's about saying well here's the lens that we're using to make sense but here critically here's the informed action that we are taking as a result and here are the tangible benefits and I think that's the key really. So in terms of the health warning bit of this um, it is emergent of course it's emergent it's emergent thinking I'm not standing here saying we've cracked it we've sorted it it's where we are at at the moment in terms of our thinking and in terms of our practice and I think that's okay. In terms of OD, you know, we're all using lenses to make sense of the complexity and the messiness that's in front of us. So you have to understand what lens you're using. And it doesn't really matter what that lens is to some extent, but it's about making a conscious choice. Um, really important. All models are wrong, but some are useful. So the model that we've developed is wrong. It is not reality, but it is proving useful, and that's the point. Um, and we could probably I think the advice I would give is to um, not get too hung up on finding the right or true model. It's about reading, reading wildly. It's about thinking and it's about coming up with an approach that you think works for you in your system, in your context. Um, when you're talking about it, try not to get too technical and theoretical or you will lose your audience but use it as a means of helping the audience the organization to understand what the challenges are that they're facing to break that down and then to come up with some informed action um, that will address their concerns we had 17 leaders in a cohort had this opportunity to invite them into systems thinking with us and we used a particular model called the iceberg model I'm Gareth Evans, I'm a Senior Organisational Development Officer and I work in Betsy Cadwallader University Health Board in North Wales. And the way that we try to hook managers into thinking like this is to get them... It's called the iceberg model and it's that classic image of the iceberg with three quarters of the iceberg hidden below the depth, so that whole metaphor around surface and depth. And above the surface are the events that people work with, so things that leaders and managers typically have to deal with day to day, the things that they have to react to. And below that, we encourage them then to think about the patterns and trends. So what's the bigger picture, really, is the question. Well, we've, we've brought it into senior leadership courses that we've been running where we're encouraging, I guess, the, I suppose the adoption of a more systemic way of thinking. We work across so many different areas of organisations with so many different types of, I guess, projects, I think um, systems thinking enriches all of that because it helps you see the kind of the dots, I suppose, connect up the dots between those different elements and how they fit together into some kind of integrated kind of way of approaching organisational work. The advice I'd give to people looking at developing their skills in systems thinking is firstly practice. Um, keep asking yourselves the questions like, what's the pattern here? How do these different things connect together? Can I help other people make the links here? And there's a big question in systems thinking that encourages leaders to go beneath the surface, which is, what are the un unintended consequences of our actions? So if we just engage in reacting to events, 
what kind of consequences kind of come out from that over time because that helps people see the wider system and and I guess what else is going on around them. My name is Jo Percival and I'm here today representing NHS Cumbria CCG where I'm the OD and Programme Support Manager. It's definitely brought home that uh, what, we what we experienced in our group work session is exactly what our staff and our teams are experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis, i.e. we throw a question at them, we need to decipher the question first of all, it's not always clear, it's quite often complex and we often in OD land tend to think that we're the ones to bring the solutions to the table but actually we're no different we need to think about what the solution is and how all the different bits work together Hi, I'm John Warren. I'm Head of Organisational Development at North West Ambulance Service. I think our organisation uh, uh, has um, a slowly changing culture um, and maybe we need to just speed it up a bit uh, and so system thinking would enable us to look more uh, precisely at that. My name is Marilyn Brandwood. I'm an OD practitioner in Central Manchester Foundation Trust. I hope that systems thinking is going to help me and my organisation address the silo mentality that all the NHS has, but particularly my organisation. We just wanted to uh, wrap up uh, this afternoon and Paul and I just had a bit of a debrief and really aware how hard um, everyone has worked and I really hope that everyone has got something from today that they can take away. Thank you very much Thank everyone. You. Thank you. So we've had a really good day here in Manchester. People have worked really hard. We've heard from colleagues from the Tavistock Institute and from the NHS, and those presentations are available on our website, which is www.nhsemployers.org. On our website, you can also find links to our Twitter account, to our LinkedIn group, and to all of our resources. So until next time, thanks for listening to the Dudecast. Cast.